0: Welcome to the Life Academy podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Life Academy. I am Pastor Doug Pratt, here to share with you my thoughts in this podcast on the topic of a Christian perspective on the sources of anti-Semitism. I offer this for your consideration, recognizing that mine is not the only Christian perspective. In a confusing and conflicted world, I hope that followers of Christ the Lord will learn how to think Christianly and act according to God's will. I would love to hear from you, your reactions, and your perspectives. The sudden and very public explosion of anti-Semitism in the world following the vicious terrorist attacks against Israel by the Islamic radicals of Hamas has been a shock to many Americans. While Jews were so clearly the innocent victims on October 7, 2023, there have been many across the world, including in America, who have reacted in a seemingly counterintuitive and illogical way. How could Israel, the victim, be blamed? And what are the deeper reasons for such violence and hostility, not just by Muslims, but by supposedly enlightened Westerners who like to call themselves liberal and tolerant and compassionate? It is worth our time to step back from the news headlines and reflect for a moment from the perspective of God's Word about what the true sources of anti-Semitism might be. Hatred and mistreatment of Jews has been a cancerous blot on the world for millennia. Almost 2,000 years before Christ was born, a paranoid pharaoh of Egypt was threatened by the success of the Hebrews living within his borders and to his ultimate regret tried to enslave them. We know the story how God sent a renegade Jew named Moses to deliver his people from Egypt and lead them towards their promised land. In successive eras of history, we have seen anti-Semitism reemerge, often causing terrible suffering. The 20th century Holocaust, Hitler's lunatic attempt at genocide, led directly to the creation of the modern state of Israel as a refuge and homeland, and that triggered a whole new round of conflict and violence that has persisted on and off for 75 years. No one can guess when, if ever, before Christ returns, the cycle will be broken. But what are its causes? I want to make an important distinction for you between ultimate causes and immediate causes. It is tempting to just focus on the immediate, the political and human sources of conflict between Jews and non-Jews, and be blind to the ultimate spiritual, or invisible source. Think of it by comparison to one of our favorite sports. When a baseball flies over a fence 400 feet from home plate, the immediate cause is that a rounded piece of wood called a bat made contact with a round ball at a certain speed and angle, and the bat made the ball leave the ballpark. But the ultimate cause was the batter, whose strength and hand-eye coordination made it happen. Let's not focus only on the bat and be blind to the role of the batter. What or who, then, is the ultimate source of anti-Semitism? It is Satan, the great enemy of God and human beings, the evil power who is loose in the world and remains so until his final defeat will come. Satan is the one who inspires and tempts and motivates successive generations of hatred for the Jews. Why has he singled them out? Because everything Satan does is directed against God. And so the people God chose to be the ones who would convey his message of love and redemption to the world are especially objects of hatred. There is real evil in this world— Anyone who denies that is a fool. The potential for evil lives in the heart of every human being, but Satan is pure evil, undiluted. His tricks and wiles and seductions are always present. Like any master manipulator, Satan would like to keep himself invisible and unknown. Many seemingly smart and sophisticated people have bought his lies and been blind to his existence and influence. That makes them all the more likely to be his unwitting dupes, because they have neglected the armor God offers to defend against spiritual evil. And so, if the batter of the home run, the ultimate cause of all evil, including anti-Semitism, is Satan, we find that human beings, his naive and complicit stooges, are the immediate sources of much evil. Let's label anti-Semitism what it is—racism in an ugly and insidious form. Racism is a prejudicial mindset and an ill-treatment of a category of people solely on the basis of their belonging to that race or group, rather than any individual characteristics. Adolf Hitler, for his own manipulative purposes, perhaps compounded by mental illness, poured his blame for Germany's problems on the Jews and the other categories of people who were his victims, including the race of Roma people. He swallowed a distorted Darwinism that elevated a mythical race of Aryans as the supermen to rule the world. Hitler and his stooges were actually the complicit tools of Satan. Racism is, sadly, a default mode of our sinful nature, and it is amplified by Satan's lies. The irony is that many educated Americans, including some professors, students, and graduates of our so-called institutions of higher learning, have fallen into this same trap. The vocal protests against racism directed towards African Americans— which were triggered by the death of George Floyd in 2020, are now on college campuses being echoed, ironically, by anti-Semitic racism in 2023. The self-proclaimed defenders of the victims of racism, who labeled themselves Black Lives Matter, have likewise publicly denounced Jews. What can explain this evident hypocrisy? I believe it is because academicians and others of the far left have adopted a Marxist-inspired ideology or worldview that simplistically divides the world by groups, not by individual behaviors, into the oppressed and the oppressors, and they have anointed themselves as the defenders of the oppressed. In their worldview, they had decided that the state of Israel— was an oppressor, and all the Palestinians in the Middle East were the oppressed. Then the attacks of October 7 occurred. Rather than rethinking and altering their worldview to conform with objective reality, namely that innocent Israelis had been oppressed and victimized by Hamas terrorists as oppressors, they cling to their naive and simplistic worldview. It's admittedly not easy to give up an ideology when the facts disprove it. But that stubbornness has led to complete discrediting of many in the eyes of objective observers. The pro-Hamas protesters are exposed as hypocrites and fools. The large demonstrations in the U.S., Europe, and Muslim countries, planned and led by the Marxist-inspired radicals, have dragged into their net a number of naive people who simply want to fit in with the preferred in-crowd. Gullible young people have grabbed signs and shouted slogans without careful thought to why their racist anti-Semitism contradicts their professed loyalty to other causes— humans are easily tempted by the desire to fit in with their peers and follow the crowd in groupthink. The Democratic Party in the U.S. has a very thorny problem right now. Historically, most Jews have considered themselves to be Democrats, but the open anti-Semitism of the quasi-Marxist left wing of their party and its vocal mouthpieces in Congress has shocked them. A rupture of the party is not inconceivable, and presents a great dilemma to the White House. Beyond our shores, the totalitarian countries of Russia, Iran, and China are opposed to the state of Israel because it is a Western allied democracy, the only democracy in the entire Middle East. Just as Putin wants to conquer Ukraine because its West-oriented democracy is a threat to his rule, So the countries of the new axis of evil have a selfish desire to see Israel fail. That small land surrounded by enemies is really just a pawn in the ongoing global conflict. Iran has invested all its energies in arming Hamas, Hezbollah, and Syria to foment violence against Israel so that it can gain dominance over the entire region. In past centuries, in both Europe and the United States, there have been sad and regrettable examples of anti-Semitism by professing Christians. Any honest and unbiased reading of the Bible cannot help but expose that attitude as a complete corruption of the Spirit of Christ. Our Lord and all his apostles were Jews. The great apostle Paul loved his people and prophetically looked ahead to the day when a great many of his countrymen would place their faith in Jesus or Yeshua. It is right for Christians to pray for the Jews, not only those who have embraced their Messiah, but also those who have not, and to believe that God is not finished with them. Finally, consider with me the miraculous and inexplicable survival of the Jews through 4,000 years of human history against astronomical odds. Through the centuries, there have been literally thousands of tribes, nations, and people groups that have disappeared. Where today are the ancient nations of the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites? Can you find them on a map? What happened to the empires of the Babylonians, the Mongols, the Carthaginians, and the Parthians? Where are the Goths and Visigoths who conquered Rome? The Mayans and Aztecs and Incas who ruled in the Southern Americas? The Jutes and Angles and Saxons who invaded Britain? The Iroquois and Mohicans who met the American settlers? They are all gone. They are dust, forgotten. Their languages and cultures erased or buried. They were all tossed on the dust heap of history in Ronald Reagan's phrase. This is what happens in the world, except for one tiny group of people called the Jews. They had a unique set of beliefs about themselves, their deity, and their place in the world. Through enslavement, conquest, deportation, scattering, and attempted genocide, somehow they survived. How could that be? There is no other explanation but that a powerful, almighty hand has protected them and preserved them. Think about it. If God loves the Jews, when we oppose them— We may just be fighting against God. This is Pastor Doug Pratt for the Life Academy. Thank you for joining us for this Life Academy episode. We encourage you to subscribe. And if you enjoy our podcast, please share it with your friends and family.